0: Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 47. I'm not usually a New Year's resolution type of person. I have the tendency to feel, as I'm sure many people do, like they're all too often overly ambitious and all too quickly broken. It is part of the meme of New Year's resolutions to joke about how quickly we gave them up. And there is something to be said for that kind of scepticism. I think it hides an underlying truth. Because, Change is hard. Changing habits is particularly hard. And we are complex, difficult meat machines which we call bodies, controlled by yet more meat firing electrical signals in what we call our brains. So I'm not sure we can force the type of realisations that are needed for the dramatic changes in direction that often characterise our more ambitious and easily lost New Year's resolutions. Our brains are not predictable enough. The limits of our emotional and behavioural responses are not easily measured or regulated enough. The point at which we say enough is enough is not set in stone enough for us to be able to say, on one day, the same day each year, that we will make changes we can stick to. Big change can and does happen in life, but I don't think I can recall a time when I have successfully forced it. In fact, it has more often been forced upon me by things outside of my control than it has ever felt like it is within my control to do anything about whether it's been through dramatic shifts in circumstances or that phenomena we call hitting rock bottom about something. The big pushes I've needed in life have always come from things beyond my control. For example, this boxing day, I took my four-year progress picture, marking I think the longest time I have ever managed to be consistent in how I work out and how I fuel my body. It was Boxing Day 2017 that I took the picture that would become my baseline. I had reached, for me, what felt like a real rock bottom. And the impulse to make a change would not wait for January the 1st. So, 26th of December, I started on a journey that I've been trying to consistently move forward with ever since. To get started, I needed a massive kick up the arse and some significant change. But to be able to be consistent in that change, I had to form new habits. Being a drum teacher has taught me two things about forming habits. The first is that it is all about patient repetition It is only by patient repetition that we can make and strengthen the pathways which make actions easier to do without thinking. In drum teacher talk, we say practice makes permanent. And when I'm teaching drums, I often talk about how we create habits. In a music lesson, we're often thinking about the muscle memory of rhythms or hand and foot coordination, but I think this translates across. And when I talk about creating habits, The metaphor I use is one of trying to create a path in long grass. We can create a path by walking the same route over and over, over time wearing the grass down. The second thing that we have to realise is that sometimes the new habits we want to make are too similar to the ones we already have. And so it's easy to slip back into the well-formed path that is clearer and more familiar. In a music lesson, to avoid that, we try taking skills and moving them into a new context, perhaps playing a rhythm on a different part of the drum kit, so that it's much easier to make than reinforce a new mental muddy path in the grass that once it's clearer is as easy to walk as the old familiar one. So when it comes to New Year's resolutions, a little newness, a little novelty and a little wild ambition may not be a bad thing. It may give us the jolt or change of context or fresh approach that's needed for a new habit or behaviour to form. But for it to become a habit, we have to be able to repeat it. And so it cannot be so different, it fails the first of our lessons on forming habits with practice, making permanent. Now Einstein reminds us that we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. So we have to find that balance between moving on to the new, shaking up the systems and processes that need change, Whilst also recognising that to be able to maintain change, we have to be able to be consistent with it. Because little changes add up. If we get just 1% better at doing something each day for a year, we would end the year nearly 38 times better at it than when we started. If we get just 1% worse every day, we would lose 90 Seven percent of our performance over the course of the year small changes matter when they add up over time days are short but years are long and we're not starting from zero our new habits build on our past experiences the skills and understanding we have built up and yes our past failures too each contributing to our increased capacity and capability for change, a deeper understanding of ourselves. And whilst it can be hard to fake the kind of deep realisation or fundamental shift that will inspire radical change, there is, I think, value in taking a moment to look ahead and to make life course adjustments. Because we can so easily spend so much of our lives focusing on the things right in front of us that we can forget to lift our eyes a little higher and look at where we are actually heading. It doesn't have to be January 1st, of course not. But also, why not? It's as good a time as any. And if we're honest with ourselves, when was the last time we gave ourselves permission to pause, to take a breath and really properly look at where we're going? Not just in an, oh God, where am I going kind of way. The one that pops in like an unwelcome worry and quickly gets pushed down again before it raises too many awkward and uncomfortable questions. But actually to sit with ourselves and genuinely ask with real Curiosity. Where am I going? And what do I need to change to make that journey more possible? One way to do this is to take some time to sketch out the year and add in the important milestones or landmarks. For me, this year. There are some big milestones at work I can see, funding application deadlines, end of project evaluation deadlines and other key dates in the year ahead that will shape the path ahead. We spent some time putting these in back in September, thinking about our five year plan and putting some greater detail in on the next year or so. In my personal life, the biggest thing in the diary for me this year is the family holiday in August. I'm not going to lie, I'm also feeling a financial squeeze this year. And so some of the other big things I really wanted to put into the year, a trip to America, some redecoration in the flat, some other trips away, they may have to wait for another year instead. But I have breaks in the calendar, in particular, two weeks at Easter and the summer holidays. So I have some time there to give to things, even if that has to be free or cheap stuff. One of the reasons I like to think about the shape of the year to come is that I like to build in checkpoints and ways to measure success. That way I can start to plan and work towards things, making incremental progress where it's needed, putting in place things that need to happen before other things can build on top. And also I can hold myself accountable to it, not tyrannically, Plans change and I love that quote from Eisenhower that plans are nothing but planning is everything. It is the act of thinking things through that prepares us for what's ahead. But I also do like to have things I can hold myself to. Things which, as we talked about a few episodes ago, provide both the momentum towards success in the lead up but also a sense of achievement and reward once completed that can be the fuel for future motivation. For example, I measure my fitness on a monthly cycle. I stay off the scales between each month and I stop myself making small overreactive changes to moments of disruption and the inevitable emotional responses that follow. I take a monthly progress picture. I review the weights and reps I'm doing. I take body measurements, I look at my running stats. It all helps paint a picture of the progress I'm making in keeping a consistent positive change, which a single number from a bathroom scale will never tell you. So let's get to it. My resolutions for the year ahead. I think there are two themes and a few specifics. The two themes are, one, to find more balance and two, to focus on healing. In terms of balance, I have been thinking a lot about the things that get too much of my attention and also the things that get too little of it. This year, fitness and running got a lot of attention. Frankly, I needed it to keep my sanity as so many of the other things I needed were not available thanks to, you know, a global pandemic. So giving a little less time to running alone this year, I hope will make a little more space for things I've missed and want to make more time for. Time with family and friends, time making music again, time out enjoying the world, which I hope will feel a little more welcoming and accessible as the year unfolds. In terms of healing, I'm really conscious of the way this pandemic has dragged on. And with the ups and the downs, the promises of freedom and the repeatedly dashed hopes, there's been a lot of mental stress. This podcast has certainly been a place to figure things out as we're going along. And as I posted last week when I took a short Christmas break, I'm so grateful for you and everyone who has listened along. And got in touch between episodes and have been part of that process. But also, whilst there may never be a clear COVID is over ending to this pandemic, it feels like there needs to be time set aside this year as we hopefully move into what they're calling an endemic phase, where we stop trying to build the plane whilst it's flying and instead, find some quiet rest to pause and reflect and heal. If I can afford it, I'd really like to invest in some therapy this year, but having done some research, that's probably out of my price range right now. But I'm going to commit myself to finding somewhere, some way to talk about and find ways to heal and recover from some of the mental clouds that have taken up so much space in the skies of the past couple of years and rediscover some of the blue behind them. I know I have some big life decisions coming up. I can feel myself frustrated at where I'm currently at and wanting to find new things to move forward into. But I also see in myself that I'm just not in the right place to make those kinds of choices right now. So this year, I want to rebalance the life I have right now, make it a happier place to live and spend some time healing and recovering so that I can make better choices for the future. That is the measure of success I'm going to hold myself to this year. By this time next year, am I in a better place to make bigger, bolder, choices for myself. If I can say yes to that question, then I have fulfilled this year's resolution. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify apple podcasts or your podcast player of choice you can find the podcast on social media at life after vax vax on twitter and instagram and if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection you can drop me an email hi at life until next time